Comedy podcast that won the silver medal in skeet shooting, then tossed it in the air and shot it. I'm your host, Adam Weinerib, and you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, the app that tells you whether Al Roker is awake in Japan. Oh, look at that. He's having trouble sleeping. And on Peacock Live, but then on NBC seven and a half hours later, after you already know everything that happened. Coming up in a bit, I spoke with comedian Mike Hanford of the Sloppy Boys, but first, a quick trip through the headlines. Aaron Rodgers will return to the Packers this season, though the team did have to make a few concessions. For example, they're hiring Bill Belichick as head coach and moving to New England. Rodgers says he's happy to be staying home, and the Packers are pretty sure he means in Green Bay and not home. Though his place is now secure through 2021, the new deal does pave the way for Rodgers to ultimately do nothing again following the season. No comment yet from Shailene Woodley, who was this close to dating a retired billionaire and now has to travel to Wisconsin in December to tell Michelle Tafoya why she thinks the Lions are going down. As part of the deal, Rodgers got the Packers to agree to trade for wide receiver Randall Cobb, which makes you wonder, who's the funniest person Rodgers could have gotten the Packers to trade for? Dennis Franz? We witnessed a touching moment in the Olympic opening ceremony when Donald Trump passed the COVID mismanagement torch to the IOC. Lots of talk so far about the wooden anti-sex beds that were installed in the Olympic Village, but perhaps even smarter was the anti-sex deadly airborne disease. Simone Biles pulled out of the team gymnastics competition, revealing a lot about her mental health, and also a lot about the mental health of everyone who had a furious Simone Biles take. Team USA Basketball lost their first matchup of the Olympics to France, so now we have to call them freedom throws. Wrote that joke in 2004. I wrote all of these jokes in 2004. A weightlifter for the Philippines just broke the country's 97-year gold medal drought, which should teach all of us a lesson. If you just believe in your dreams and commit human rights violations, you too could go 97 years without a gold medal. I wrote that joke for John Oliver. This one too. Why are booze the only thing that can come in a smattering? You never hear about a smattering of crows. Why, Joseph? Thanks. The gravitational pull of Aaron Boone's incompetence now has the Yankees' front office concerned his aura could re-blow games that already finished decades ago as victories. Scientists, in conjunction with third-base coach Phil Nevin, expressed concern the 1999 World Series could be at risk if Boone is allowed to retain his job and continue to leak corrosive poison from the sacks under his eyelids. Owner Hal Steinbrenner is currently mulling a contract extension and a protective face shield. More on this as it develops. And running back Reggie Bush will not get his Heisman back from USC after an updated ruling. He can, however, have OJ Simpson's Heisman. That's it. Coming up next, I sat down with Mike Hanford, a man whose comedy idol is Wayne Gretzky. We did a rapid-fire sports quiz, and I think you're going to like it. But first, this podcast is brought to you by Manscaped. The Olympics, Euros, baseball, major championships, and the Walnut Festival in my dad's backyard made that last one up are all this summer. You know what isn't? A wild and hairy bush. Tame your pubes with help from our friends at Manscaped, the leaders in below-the-waist grooming. Their fourth-generation performance package includes the brand-new Lawnmower 4.0. If an athlete treats their body like royalty, why not treat your pubes like Olympic gold? I've been asking myself that since 2004. 
The Lawnmower 4.0 has a 7,000 RPM motor, a new multifunction on-off switch, which can engage a travel lock, not one of those on-off switches that simply cannot engage a travel lock, and it gives you the ability to turn the 4000K LED spotlight on and off when you need it for a more precise shave. Did I mention this trimmer is waterproof too? Fellas, you can do this midway through the 1500 freestyle medley. If this interests you, get 20% off and free shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. Achieve pubic... Wow. I'm leaving it in. Achieve pubic glory this year with Manscaped. Imagine getting all the way to the end of a Manscaped and blowing pubic glory. You've witnessed history here today, folks. Go get the product. Up next, Mike Hanford. I'm here with one-third of the Sloppy Boys and co-host of that wonderful podcast, comedian Mike Hanford. Mike, thanks so much for joining for this very free-form conversation about sports and your sports fandom. Free? I thought this was going to be very structured. I, I need structure in my life. Okay. Yeah, sorry. Let's rerun this from the top. Let's no, let's get first. loose. Let's get wild. Let's talk all things sports. Phenomenal. Uh, How you doing? Thanks for having me. No, no problem. I'm doing great. I, I hope you're doing great. So we met... Uh, get this off right off the tab. We met watching uh, England play in the Euro 2020 right. at an at an England specific bar. Mm -hmm. uh, it was a very fun experience. I do feel like I have to ask, though, because this was not the final. Um, no, I watched the final somewhere else. I watched the final at an apartment with like one person. Did we had made watch... big plans. We we're like, well, every game we're coming back here. And neither yeah. of us did. Well, but then you check the schedule and the next game is like Tuesday at 2 p.m. Yeah. <laughs> Right, right. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. Um, but did you watch? Did you watch the final? And if so, did you go back? Because that seems like it might be a very unpleasant experience. I didn't go back uh, because I was on a train coming back from my brother's house up uh, in in New England, and I had Hulu on my phone, and I could watch. That's how I watched all the games, and it just like didn't work. It got down to the like by the time. I got to the train station. I was like, all right, I'm, I'm in. I'm going to watch it. It was like the end of the game and then the shootout. And it kept skipping out. And I was like, God, geez, I've been paying attention to this whole time. I've never heard of the Euro Cup before. And I've been paying attention to this whole tournament. The team I quote unquote wanted to win England is now in the final. And I'm, it just cuts out on the train. And it was like so frustrating. I just I had to stop. I yeah, watched like I one or two of the, the uh, penalty shot goals. I do think it's important to note that like you and I were both supporting England during this tournament. I, neither you nor I are like diehard soccer fans. Or oh, huge oh, fans. Uh, no, not at all. I started watching uh, Premier League this towards the end of the season uh, just because during quarantine, I like had seen so many movies and TV shows. I was like, I just need live sports or like, which, which I don't dislike anyway, but it's like, yeah, I just I'll watch a new sport that I've never paid attention to before. Yeah. I mean, it was a, it was a fun experience, like oh, yeah. dipping yourself into that for the bar. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, neither you nor I are like diehards, but it was still no. a fairly painful ending. They were playing Ukraine that game. The one we, yes, I that think we saw. So. Yeah. It's right? very damning that I don't know that off the top of my head. I know. I <laughs> should. Um, but <laughs> we, we talked a little bit that day about sort of uh, your personal sports passions and your more well ingrained fandoms. What are the sports that you were sort of raised on and that you find yourself? Uh, do you follow those same fandoms as much now as you did when when you first? Uh, uh, I, I was raised on hockey. I played hockey growing up. My 
dad and my brother played hockey. We were definitely a hockey house. Uh, anytime I go back, it's either just like, uh, if it's hockey season, whatever game is on is just on the TV usually. Um, unless a documentary is on, uh, on PBS, then we'll watch that, of course. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I grew up with a Montreal Canadiens fan. Cool. Um, which was, you know, they've done well in the past. They even made the finals this year and uh, did not win the Stanley Cup this year. But uh, yes, I've, I've been a Canadiens fan. Cool. Um, have you uh, have you had the experience of seeing them live or is it mostly fandom from afar? I've seen them live in L.A. When I used to live in L.A., uh, when they would come to town, I would go see them. And uh, pretty good games. I think for the most part, they would win out there, if I can remember correctly. But it's fun. It's, you know, like there's such a, a, a history team that when you go probably anywhere in the NHL, if you go to an away an away game for the Canadians, there's still Canadians jerseys out there. Yeah, I, uh, I I don't know. I confess, I don't know as much about the NHL as I should. So mm-hmm. I am curious about what it was like growing up a hockey person first and foremost, because I am a baseball person and I feel like those are sort of of the major four. Those are the two that are the nichiest at this point. Yeah, I if I wasn't probably my second you know, sport I was most into, which I didn't really watch at all growing up was uh, basketball just because of Michael Jordan and like that team, the dream team. And I don't know, it felt like uh, the NBA. It's, I mean, the NBA is big now, but it had like a very specific 90s push back then. Yeah. Um, you got the wall stars. You'd get the, the stickers that you put up on your wall. <laughs> Did you have those? I had a uh, yeah, I got the dream team. They came in two packs. I got a dream team one that was uh, Scotty Pippen, which is cool. Cool. And Chris Mullins, which is not as cool. <laughs> He's swinging a miss. In like, in like a very uncool, like kind of uh, legs together layup, uh, like jump. <laughs> yeah, he's he's practicing the most elementary basketball move that you possibly yeah. can. He's mastered it. Yeah, he's mastered it. He's doing well. Yeah, one of the top he's, 15. He was, he was up on my wall for years. When I finally took it down, it was one of those things where like, there was like an outline of him <laughs> on my wall. <laughs> yeah, in perfect form though. Yes, yes. So you are a big basketball guy. Um, this is probably, have you seen Space Jam 2? I, I have not. No, I have not. I don't, I don't know. Will I ever? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. All right. Yeah. Let's just move along. I, People I also, seem to hate it. People I too have to not seen it. it. So I don't even know why I bothered to ask. That was like lobbing you one that if the best case was like, I've seen it. I was like, great. Yeah. I have it. And then we, <laughs> and we here's my amazing take on it. Yeah, I'm going to give you eight minutes roll with a top to bottom <laughs> review of Space Jam 2. No, but no, um, we, I do not have that. Yeah, fantastic. Uh, we're going to move along. And also maybe honestly cut that. Um, okay, so why not? <laughs> cut Great. the fat and keep it slim. Move. Yeah, it. good by <laughs> that. Um, so I figured we'd do a, a little rapid fire. Uh, just a discussion, a test of, of sort of your personal fandom and best sports stories. Um, however, uh, however long you want the rapid fire to take, though, it, it can take oh. exactly that length of time. Um, oh, so wow. don't feel oh, constricted wow. by the, the speed of the theoretical uh, exercise. But yeah, yeah. first, first and foremost, what is the best experience you have ever had at a live sporting event? I think let me let me take a second to think here. Well, one of the 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 funniest uh, moments when I was uh, with my parents at a uh, baseball game, minor league baseball game, we, my, uh, we got on the jumbotron, like the kiss cam. And I was sitting next to my mom and I did a thing. I've been like planning this out my whole life. 
whoever was sitting next to me on a kiss cam, I got her in a headlock and pretended to like give her a noogie. So that was that was fun. Also, I went to I was at another uh, uh, hockey game once with my nephews and niece, and we got up on the uh, jumbotron too. They loved it. I have never made it once, and I've attended more than my fair share of sporting events. You got to be doing like usually my shirts off. I'm I'm I've got a lot of stuff painted on my chest. I'm yeah uh, dancing. I'm dancing pretty much the whole game to make <laughs> sure in, I get on that tron. Yeah. yeah, but my my favorite. I think the coolest thing I saw was uh, when the Golden Knights were their first, the Vegas Golden Knights hockey team, mm-hmm. when they were first in the their first year, they had that awesome playoff run. I saw them play uh, the Kings in LA. And I had pretty decent seats, which uh, I usually don't get. I think we got them on StubHub somehow. And it was like playoff hockey I had never seen before live. And it was so fucking intense. Mm-hmm. It was like every single play, Anytime someone was around the puck, they would just get slashed in the wrists. <laughs> it was it was wild. It was it was so like amped up. I loved it. Playoff hockey is, I mean, if we're trying to sell people, we shouldn't have to sell people on hockey, but it is easy to say that like I don't think I really watched until I was like 19, maybe 20. Mm-hmm. And I was roped in because playoff hockey is that intense. Yeah. Yeah, it's wild. And I then after that. the after the whoever wins the Stanley Cup, they always have afterwards, like, oh, here's this person was playing with a um you know, broken ankle the whole last series <laughs> or yeah. this person like won't be coming back like Shea Weber for uh, Montreal, the captain of Montreal. I don't know if he's going to play next year because uh, he's got like such so much stuff fucked up. I think with his knees. Yeah. And yeah. the players just you'll never hear the players care like Kucherov too. Right. He was like banged up all year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think that's the one I was thinking of, too. Oh, yeah. I mean, they they never care. They just absolutely torn, never torn MCL, possibly. Yeah. They don't care. You cannot walk on. (laughs) Yeah. On the flip side, what is maybe the worst live sporting experience you've ever had? A devastating loss or just awful traffic? Anything of the sort? Well, uh, hmm. This wasn't necessarily too bad for. Oh, the worst that, yes, the worst uh, sporting event I ever went to was when the uh, Rams started playing in LA. They played at the Coliseum uh, for the first couple of seasons. And I went to one of the early games and they like did not have their like shit figured out. Basically, like <laughs> the stadium did not know how to handle people, which is weird because they play like college games there all the time. I left at the end of the second. Uh, no, at the end of the first quarter to go get beers, did not make it back until halftime started. Yeah. Then halftime. All right. We're like, let's just go now again and get more, you know, something just because it's going to be a while. Didn't get back to our seats until the end of the second or the third quarter. Yeah. It was like I spent most of the time because the, the the staff at the concessions was so like understaffed and they would like you'd give someone their your order, the card, they'd go run it, walk back, give you the card, then go get the drinks and then bring those. It was like one person on everything. It was wild. Yeah, you would read horror stories from those early games that were like, fans can't obtain water. And it was like, yeah, you should yeah. figure that out. Yeah. And it's in like, I'd never been to a football game before. And it's in like the baking sun. Yes. Um, yeah. And football live is kind of tough. It's not as uh, entertaining because there's you realize how much downtime is going on. Yeah, I think it is the worst. And, and I know that's coming from a baseball perspective where I'm obviously right, saying right. baseball is great, but I think football is the worst live. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so you've spent you know a lot of time in LA, a bit of time in New York now. 
have you ever seen a random athlete wandering around either city? And if so, what is your best experience spotting? Just, just a, I've a had a couple. I've had a couple good ones. I I saw Jeter once in uh, oh. in uh, um, what's the name? Rodeo Drive. Oh. I was I was I think driving through. No, I was walking. I was walking to get cupcakes for something. I the office I worked for. <laughs> I had to make a run and pick up cupcakes. Uh, and yeah, he was walking down the street, and it's just like oh fuck i know that who exactly who that guy is and he's fucking huge <laughs> uh i one time when i was working in la i was an intern at a um at the uh uh, uh craig kilborn show when that mm-hmm. was still going on and some of the uh timberwolves came in it was like kevin uh kevin garnett and then two other guys who i kind of forget who it was but i was standing next to kevin garnett in the in the hallway and just being like these fucking guys are so big this is insane and they're just like you know they're not just like skinny guys who are tall they're like wide and humongous and he pushed he he crumpled me up and put me in that trash can (laughs) my request though i was like i got it hey kg this is my one time yeah how Uh, much goading did it take to get him to do that not a lot or not much (laughs) he was i was already pretty annoying (laughs) you're already bending oh i was gonna do that anyway get over here yeah (laughs) uh and then when i was in la at one of the uh canadians games i saw uh brendan gallagher who's my favorite uh, player on the team he's uh, the little scrappy guy Mm -hmm. he was leaving like i we were at the kind of hotel marriott hotel bar next to where the uh staples center is and he was leaving they lost actually and he was walking out and i was like oh hey <laughs> i'm a huge fan can i get a picture <laughs> <laughs> so i have a picture on my phone of me me and him i'm smiling and he's just like i don't want to be here <laughs> i mean you have to do it though How can you i not? know I, I was drunk and just like hey, i love this guy <laughs> yeah it feels not good once you realize what you've done but you're happy with what you have Oh, yeah, yeah. We uh, we met at a sports bar, so I figure mm-hmm. it, it is appropriate to ask, what is the best sports bar that you have ever been to? Are you a frequenter? If not, no. if not you can say the one we went to. I, the, the one we, well, watching any type of, I realize now in New York, watching any event with uh, people of that team is, is so fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, that bar was great. That was Monroe's Pub, Monroe Pub. Uh, I watched the Italy-Spain game at a bar that was not necessarily one or the other, but everyone had a team. And it was like you had to, I think, make reservations to to go. I didn't realize that. And I've, we found seats somewhere. But uh, it was like that intense type of thing. Uh, the best was in Brooklyn this year when Brooklyn's uh, the Nets were playing the Bucks. Mm-hmm. I had just moved into this new place, a new neighborhood, and I was sort of wandering around. And I found this bar called Bleacher's. And it was all Nets fans. And it was like, an uh, I forget what game it was, but it was a game where like they kind of came back, the Nets came back to win. It was so fun. It was just like, I I was there by myself and everyone was just like, this is great. (laughs) Yelling and screaming. It was great. That's good to know because I often will complain. I mean, you're 100% obviously right that the more fun experience is to watch with a big concentrated group of Mm -hmm. fans. And I always complain about New York because I feel like the New York teams don't get that same like everybody meet here location, Ah. which isn't fair because obviously, you know, if I'm trying to watch the Yankees, I can go basically anywhere. But it is harder to concentrate yourself. So it's good to know there is a Nets bar that is yeah. that good. I feel like there's probably a lot of Nets bars, but this one just happened to be 
really popping off when I went in. Yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, but you can go, I, yeah, people go on like, if you look up like uh, Kansas City Royals bars in my town, <laughs> just like wherever. I think there's, a, especially in New York, there's like a bar for every team. Yeah. I think that's on the uh, the crest of the city, right? A bar for every team. Yeah, that's on. Yeah. Uh, De Blasio recently reinstated uh, that as the yeah. city's motto. Yeah. Excelsior is etched out, and it says a bar for every team. Yeah, yeah. He's, he scratched it out. He scratched it out. Yeah, with his key. Yeah, key to the city. <laughs> hey, hey, how about that? Yeah, he. <laughs> hey, watch out. How about that? Um, is there an athlete who you would love to write into a sketch? Is there an athlete who you think is genuinely funny, funny instead of being athlete? Oh. Shoot, I know there. There's got to be. Uh, uh, I think Ovechkin is a funny guy. I think he probably he, is. He, he just seems like a wild card. I just realized I learned this too that he doesn't have an an agent or a manager or anything. I didn't know he that. Just, so like, if you want to, if you want to write him into something, you could just tweet at him. Yeah, I think, <laughs> and, and uh, he'll do it. But he just signed like a huge, like forty five million dollar five year deal with uh, the Caps. It's like, well, he just gets all that money. Nobody, there's no percentages. Uh, hold on, I want to think about this. Edit all my thinking time out. Sure, uh, everybody. Yeah, let let Mike think. This is all. You won't hear this. You won't hear me say. You that. won't hear this. No one will hear this because Nobody's there is somebody. It. Oh, I think um, he's been used a ton, but I think uh, uh, Peyton Manning is funny. I think he really he, is. Actually, he seems funny. to get. He gets like well, how he's funny too. Yeah. I hold the oh, same shit. opinion and it's good to, it's good to hear that you agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I love there's when Wayne Gretzky was on SNL back in the nineties, he is like, I mean, I, Gretzky was uh, all our heroes growing up in uh, my house and he was just like the worst actor. It's so fun to watch him. Yeah. I remember the Gretzky like Hawaiian hotel yeah. sketch or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. He's great. I mean, it was, it's so funny. Um, shoot. Because there is somebody I'm like, oh, I bet that's a funny person. Damn it, I can't think of it. We'll have to. Well, I'll have to send you a sound clip. Yeah, everybody, we're gonna follow this up with a separate 35 second episode of the <laughs> podcast that is just uh, the additional answer. Um, so you you are a frequent collaborator with uh, Mike Mitchell. Uh, yes. Uh, another uh, lovely comedian and a famous Boston sports fan. Mm -hmm. Have you ever watched a Boston sporting event with Mitch? And if so, is it impossibly annoying or is he, is he well contained? How does he, how does he take those? He He's contained. I think what he likes to do is if he's going to watch a sport and I haven't watched a, a Boston sport with him in a while, if he's going to watch a game that he really wants to focus on, he's not going to like have his like chucklehead friends come in. <laughs> Uh, I do remember, like I, I would every, every year sort of a running joke with a couple of friends of mine is like, Oh, whatever team, uh, football team is doing well. That's like my favorite team ever. I love them. And I, they have to win the super bowl. And I, as a joke of just like, I'm a, such a fair weather fan in the, uh, in the football world. And I think it was the Patriots were playing. I forget which, uh, which super bowl, but the Patriots were, yeah, the Patriots were in it. And he definitely was like, uh, no, we're not. I can't lie. <laughs> like, he did not like that. I was just like, hey, this is such a big joke to me. <laughs> so I think he's not annoying. I think he annoys. Or I annoy him. Fair. Uh, <laughs> and I hope that continues. Uh, and I hope that... I annoy. I annoy a lot of sports people, Kevin Garnett and Mitch. Yeah, they both have balled you up and thrown you in a receptacle. Exactly. At a certain exactly. point. 
Um, so I will let you go on this. Uh, you know, you're a member of the Sloppy Boys. You have a great podcast about crafting cocktails. Um, mm. Do you have an ideal sports watching cocktail or does it really depend on what sport you're watching? I mean, I think beer and sports is I, I think it's odd to drink a cocktail at a sporting event like, for is. me. Like I, I I was at a uh, Mets game a couple months ago when it was still like covid seating. Did you ever mm-hmm. go to any of those games? I went that was to great. one. I went to having one so much one space. Mix. It's the best. Oh, it was cool. I liked it. But hey, come on. We got to get those fans in there. <laughs> but uh, we we stopped over at the uh, what the hell was it like the um, Jim Beam bar <laughs> got like Jim Beam uh, fireball shots or whatever it is. And uh, it was fun. But it does feel weird to me to like order a gin and tonic and take it back. Yes, we will. We'll go with beer. I think that's probably a fair answer. Um, Mike Hanford, thanks so much for doing this. Before uh, I let you off, do you have anything you'd like to plug? Oh, uh, yeah. uh, Listen to the Sloppy Boys podcast. We and our, you know, we have music too. We're got three albums out there. But uh, the Sloppy Boys podcast is uh, the band, me, uh, Tim Kalpakis, and Jeff Dutton, and we go down the International Bartenders Association list and make a cocktail a week. And uh, sometimes we screw it up. Sometimes we don't. We talk about it and just have a lot of fun. And we got a Patreon too. It's all happening. Yeah, heavily recommended. Unlike this podcast, that one is structured. So if you like Mike and structure. (laughs) This was structured. This was structured. It was kind of structured. It wasn't that free flowing. (laughs) All right. Thank you so much. Yeah, man. Shout out to Mike Hanford, an extremely cool dude and the biggest England soccer diehard you will ever meet. Eat, sleeps, and breathes it has an Arsenal sternum tattoo. And now for a special guest, Final Flame, please welcome John Jastrzemski of the Ringer's New York, New York podcast. I'm sorry. I am sorry. John Jastrzemski here with New York, New York. I did not want to do the same depressing Final Flame I do every Monday, but the New York Yankees are pathetic. This is the same thing every week. The manager can't manage. The players can't play. The inevitable is inevitable. Time marches on. The heat death of the universe is upon us. So I turned off the Yankees this week. I couldn't do any more of it. And I put on C-SPAN. You guys ever watch C-SPAN? What a disappointment. These guys can't pass a bell. Not a single bill, are you kidding me? Where's the leadership? It's nowhere. These bills, they come to committee and then no one's there to close. It's a joke. It's an absolute joke. I feel like I do the same podcast every day. Congress can't pass legislation. Next. This was the worst failed legislation of the year, though. Until next week, it just gets worse. So I'm in the apartment, Jan Jastrzemski watching Congress, and I check the weather. Are you serious? The sun can't close a week. You go along the line Monday, 80, Tuesday, 83, Wednesday, 85. Then you go to your best guys in the sun on Thursday, Friday, and boom, 74 and rainy. Can't close. Enough is enough. Get me five straight good temperatures or get out. We need a new manager for the weather. And by that, I mean God. So then I turn on the TV. I turn on The Bachelor. That's just a good show. No notes. Then I do a little science reading. 
And I learned this. Eventually, we're all gonna die. We will pass away. And to that I say, this is ridiculous. This would never happen in Boston. So what, we just disintegrate? Embarrassing. I have to just accept becoming dirt now? Pathetic. Sorry, but this is on Aaron Boone. End of story. If Aaron Boone did not exist, I'd live forever. And that's a fact. Instead, I gotta be dirt. Embarrassing. Here's Ryan Rosillo. That's it for this week. My thanks to Mike Hanford. I'll see you next Thursday. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.